0: Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff Monover Told You, production of iHeartRadio. It's Thursday, so that means it is time for another Happy Hour. Happy Hour. Yes, yes. Welcome, everyone, no matter what day of the week it is. Yes. Yes. As always, drink responsibly if you choose to do so. This is really just a space where we want you to hang out with us and try to find a moment of relaxation. Yes. This is a special episode. Yes, it is. Yeah, because we're introducing... A new sub-segment of these happy hours that I'm calling Spoiled Thursdays.
1: (laughs) Well, and I would also like to put this in here. This is a sub-segment of a sub-segment. Yes. So it's a sub-sub-segment. Like we have the happy hour, and then there's Annie's Corner and the happy hour, and then there's Spoiled Thursdays Yes, in that one. There's another part we called the unhappy hour. Yeah. So I've got a lot of sub-segments going on here. I like it. I like to
0: keep you all on your toes. But yes, in Spoiled Thursdays, we're going to talk about more recent pieces of entertainment. So if you don't want to be spoiled on that piece of entertainment, wait till you catch up and then come back to us if you care about being spoiled because some people like Samantha. I like it. Don't really mind. Before we get into it though, Samantha, what are you sitting on this happy hour?
1: Today I am drinking on our local brewery, Monday Night Breweries, uh, Narwater, Water, which is their mm-hmm. version of hard seltzers, and this flavor is Key Lime Cherry. So you would hate it because you don't like fruit. <laughs> Actually, this is not supposed to be artificial, though. I might like it necessarily. Yeah, they use the real fruits and such. A little jammy here, so I'm going to go ahead and open it for you. So if you don't like listening to cans being open, skip five seconds win. I got it. <laughs>
0: Everything's fine. Yes, sounds like everything is going swimmingly over there. What are you drinking, friend? So I wish I had um, recorded myself making this because, for in honor of today's episode where we're going to talk about the Disney Plus show *WandaVision*, I made a drink I call the Scarlet Witch. Ooh. Actually, I only am calling it that for this episode. But oh. I used my famous in my book, color-changing gin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you put some butterfly pea flowers in gin and then I put edible glitter and you let it do its thing. And then when you put it in, if you add any acidity like lemon or lime juice, it changes colors. So it's some of that. And then I put in a lot of lime and then cranberry juice and then finished it out with sparkling water. So
1: it's a nice... Samantha can tell you to reddish color. Yes, it's light red. Mhm. Otherwise could be seen as kind of pinkish. And it's really delicious.
0: I didn't want to put in that much cranberry juice to make the color that I wanted. Yes. But uh <laughs> <laughs> the idea is
1: there. It's there.
0: I like it. <laughs> yes. I it's, it's a pretty nice, tasty drink. It's very lime. A lot of like sour tangy lime notes happen. I love that. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. All right, so yes, we are going to talk about the Disney Plus show Wandavision. So we're a
1: bit behind the times. I feel that feels like forever ago when that was coming out. It really wasn't. Let's go ahead and preface that. A, B, again, we were debating on whether or not we want to do spoiled anything because people do get very upset. I just read the Reddit section of Am I the Ass? Yeah, and they were talking about a dude who goes to uh, happy hours and such just to spoil things for people and is a jerk about it to the point Mm -hmm. that he will find out what you're reading and then Mm -hmm. look it up in Wikipedia and tell you about it, even though he hadn't actually read it. Because it just brings some joy to make other people miserable. Mm -hmm. And so people take this stuff really seriously. Yes. Which is why we were like, do we? Don't we? Yeah. But there are so many things
0: that we want to talk about that are current. And I do think... There's been movies on the back of my mind that I have, feel like there's a really great conversation, feminist conversation behind them. And then we have originally it was going to be Spoiled Saturdays. Yeah. So this has been a long time making.
1: Yes. And there's a but, but lot yes. of requests for you to give your opinions on these shows and movies. So also, we do hear you. We all. do. So here we go. Yes. Yes, we do.
0: But we definitely don't want to be that guy at the bar. Right. Don't be that coworker, people. Spoiling happy hours. I had a friend that did that to me with the last Harry Potter book, but the best part was he messed it up. So I was really upset and I cried and cried and cried because he told me the ending. He like flipped to the last and told me the ending, but it didn't end at the part he flipped to. It kept going. Right. So he was wrong. <laughs> Thought you got me. Joke's on him. The joke is on him. Okay. So. The very brief plot of WandaVision is, let's see how to explain. It's a weird show. I'm going to say that at the top. But basically, it's dealing with grief. And the premise is sort of, you see Wanda Maximoff or the Scarlet Witch, she gets that name throughout this show, in a very idealistic suburban neighborhood with her husband Vision, and later her two children, and just sort of these like increasingly weird events happening that are like, okay, something's going on here. And then every episode is a different decade of television kind of being represented, and usually a specific show or sitcom. So it's like, I believe it starts in the 1950s, and then it goes up to the present. And this takes place after the most recent Avengers movie, Endgame, then you get to see, yeah, yes. There's something happening outside of this like perfect bubble, or in her head, perfect bubble she's built herself. And there are characters that we've seen from previous Marvel movies, like Darcy. You've got Monica Rambo. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the plot in general. And then we we wanted to talk about one of the most interesting things I thought about this show when I was watching it is because it does take place through the decades. You do get to see these stereotypes around women on TV throughout. And it's especially like at the beginning, when like the 50s, women... And of course, in the back of your head this whole time, you're thinking, well, isn't Vision dead? (laughs) Like, how is he here? (laughs) Um, But yeah, especially like right in the beginning, when you would see Wanda trying to fit into this, you know, stereotypical... 50s housewife trope and it just felt weird to see her trying to do that because you know her as a superhero as one of the Avengers and now she's like trying to run a magic show and keep her powers hidden and making cakes (laughs) right chickens yeah
1: lobsters right
0: rabbits It's been a minute since I've seen this show, so I feel like you could make something up. And I'd be like,
1: when did that happen? No, so, the rabbit was the main um, Catherine Hahn, Agnes, mm-hmm. or Agatha, her pet. Oh, yeah, which yeah. I think has a bigger plot point in the comics, but it is in reference to the, the, the show, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: so there is Catherine Hahn, some of the actors in this. Catherine Hahn played Agatha. You have Kat Dennings, Darcy, um, Tayona, Who's Paris. Andrew WK. Really? Yeah. Threw me off. <laughs> Threw me off too. <laughs> you have Randall Park. Love him. Love. He's fantastic. Love. And then, uh, yes, you do have Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Maximoff and Paul Bettany as Vision. And then randomly, Evan Peters.
1: Yes. Which, show up. I feel like he was just such the throwaway character. Like, I get what they were doing, but mm-hmm. the climax was so anticlimactic that you were like, oh. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, it was, I mean, it was exciting, but it, it was, it did feel kind of anticlimactic to me. That is no shade on, like, anybody who was super excited about it or even the plot line. But I just, yeah, I was kind of like, oh.
1: Well, I mean, because, the, like, not to go too forward, but, like, in the end, it, really he really has doesn't have a lot of significance as you would hope for it's almost like tongue-in-cheek and you're like maybe i'm missing something maybe i'm missing something because there was all these indications of the crossover of the universes and i know everybody people because i had to to come to you like every week i think we had to sit down about it but i thought maybe that's what was happening but it was just like kind of a throwaway character of i'm not supposed to be here my name is so and so ralph i'm ralph yeah
0: yeah These universes are so big, and now that Disney has 20th century, they have their own X-Men. As you know, I could talk about this, and I confuse everyone forever, but there's all of that going on. So it is hard to say. Like, maybe it will be something different when whoever next decides (laughs) whatever storyline is going to go and be the canon.
1: I will say there was some crossover, and I don't know if it was purposeful, between Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the show. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I really like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I will say I haven't been able to watch the last two or three seasons because it's I kind of got you know disenchanted with it. I guess is the best word. Uh, Mm -hmm. But like a few things, I was like, oh, that I restarted watching some of the Agents of Shield, and I was like, that person is in this one, and this one, like the because I my stupid useless superpower is that I can recognize people and know where they come from, Mm -hmm. but I may not know their names. (laughs) <laughs> right. So I'll have to look yes. it up But I I have a really good recollection of faces And what mm-hmm. other shows they've been in Yeah, I weird. can attest that this is true <laughs> I'm weird on that one But yeah, I, did, I was able to do that between the two shows Which made more sense Since yeah. it is an interlocking world Sort of Yeah, and I
0: one of the interesting pieces of news That came out recently Because we all were In part because the cast and crew were teasing us about it Waiting for this huge cameo And it never really came Right, And they recently said, well, we didn't want to bring in Dr. Strange and be a white guy savior like, coming in to save the day. I was like, well, it didn't have to save the day, but all right. right. I, okay,
1: I appreciate the point. But. <laughs> they were trying to pretend Evan Peters, right? Because the I, other part was that it was just yeah. could have been... Pil- like an alternate Paul, you know, like the multiverse. Right. Well, Paul Bettany oh. was trying to tease and say, oh, I was talking about myself. hmm I know that. But I was like, why? 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 Yeah, that's
0: <laughs> interesting. I mean, I guess maybe it's the, what is it, white vision at the end?
1: Yeah, like he comes to himself and that he comes back. And I guess he's out there in the world and has collected all of the original vision's memories. Yeah. But that doesn't mean he's vision, obviously. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I remember when that was the next day that like weird thought experiment was trending on Twitter and I was like, what the? <laughs> but then I watched the episode, like, oh, okay. <laughs> Twitter oh, is so weird. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, I did. I mean, in terms of women and feminism, I do think like the the whole seeing the, how women were represented over the decades and sort of that quick succession, it was pretty jarring and pretty like, oh, wow, yeah, the 90s was still real messed up, huh? Um, <laughs> just... All of that. And then I did feel like we should talk about witches because that did end up being kind of the big reveal is that Agatha slash Agnes is this witch and she was in this coven that tried to kill her or restrain her at least, like restrain her powers. And then she ended up killing all of them. Um, And it has been sort of controlling this whole thing all along to get to Scarlet Witch's power our um Wanda's power. And I had so many friends. I hate to be this person, but even you, you we 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 talked about it before this happened where if you know the comics, unless they are taking a big diversion, you're kind of like, yes. That's what's right. going to happen. But I had right. some friends who didn't know the comics, and they were so disappointed because they were like, "I wanted Wanda and Agatha to go be
1: witches together, <laughs> like be best but friends." Didn't one of the comics actually have them doing that? Like they were, she was they a were mentor. Like a, yes. she was a mentor for that. Her. So that's what I like. I'm I'm hoping that it grows bigger because Catherine Hahn ends up being alive. She's less power, but she ends up being alive, of course. Mm-hmm. So of course that gives her an easy pathway into this world. I really hope, because Catherine Hahn is a treasure. She is yeah. a freaking treasure. Yeah. So is Randall Park. They are freaking treasures. They mm-hmm. should remain in this universe forever. <laughs> so I hope that's the case, that they will bring that about. But yeah, in the comics, originally she was a mentor, and right. not necessarily someone who was a nemesis as mm-hmm. painted the show.
0: Yeah. And that's that's always been one of the hardest cells for me, which is funny because I love like supernatural stuff and witches and all that. But it, it feels kind of odd in this universe, especially if you're talking about like the cinematic portion of it, where even if it's like ridiculous movie magic science, it's still kind of like science. And now it's like witches. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: But I mean, isn't that the whole point was that she her power didn't reveal itself until she was experimented right. on. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. It's complete like... Just disconnecting my brain, right? It's, it makes sense, but yeah. for me, for some reason, I'm like, "We're going back to the Salem witch trials."
1: <laughs> so, does it make it? And this is a question because, and because I think it's purposeful, obviously, and um, what what they are trying to do, especially with the pandemic and quarantine and the way they're releasing things. Of course, they were always intended for one division to be a little series, mm-hmm. and then moving on to the big screen. But do you think? them doing that made that gap even more, like, apparent for you? Oh, yeah. No, I don't think so. I really
0: think this is just a total hang-up of mine because, like, I was that way with Thor where I I didn't really care for Thor until Thor Ragnarok, which there are a lot of reasons for that. It is not only (laughs) because of this sort of god element, but it just kind of felt like, okay, this seems... It, it like is an outlier and it stands out. But it, it it totally makes I mean it's like in a universe where anything can happen. I don't know why this is like
1: <laughs> right. Right. This is the one thing that you don't believe. Everything else is fine, and plausible. Yes. But this witch thing, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally my own problem. I know it is. <laughs> well, and I will say for me who who again, I, I do things based on entertainment and not necessarily because of love. So mm-hmm. I would not try to insult anyone who is into these comics and who have grown up with these comics and who feel really hard alliances and allegiances to specific things about the comic. I did no. find it really entertaining. And I think it, it to me, again, like it the whole, you wait for this special character, that was unnecessary. Why they, yeah. they needed to do that. Had they been quiet, I think it yeah. would have been less jarring. Mm-hmm especially with Evan Peters showing up. Don't get me wrong. I was like, what? Mm -hmm. Look, he sees Quicksilver from this and trying to explain to my partner who was watching it with me who is not as good at putting two and two characters together as well as the fact that he falls asleep in the majority (laughs) of the movies we watch. But, like, it still was not the impact that they, A, I think, were trying to tease. Yeah. B, again, the ending just didn't mesh. I was like, that was it? That was Mm -hmm. the whole, that was it? Yeah. Okay, cool. I guess. Yeah. But for me, like, as again, a spectator of just enjoying it as entertainment, I really did enjoy mm-hmm. it. I did have a hard time with the first two because it was so slow in build up. Mm-hmm. Looking back on it, it's not. But right. I know that was a trend in all of Twitter. People were like, okay, what is happening? Is it worth continuing on? Do I need to keep watching it? Everybody's like, no, 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 it gets better. And mm-hmm. then again, as you were saying, the whole plot of grief, we can all, especially this last year, Unfortunately, we can all understand that depth of pain and Mm -hmm. trying to work that out in ourselves and trying to work through it and what that looks like to work through it or if you can work through it. And also this whole overlying arc of the evil dude manipulating. Yeah. And I'm talking about the director. Right. Manipulating her grief for power. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole different level. Yeah. And I think it's...
0: I'm assuming it was purposeful but to have a character you have Monica Rambo who lost her mom and then um you have yeah Darcy and then Randall Jimmy uh, running around and they're all marginalized people or minorities and they were the ones that were like no she's grieving
1: like we can't we don't have to attack her right like she needs help right and she did also there's also underlying manipulation some white man is doing this. <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: Yes. And I do, I did want to touch on that very briefly because Samantha and I watched one of the Halloween episode together and there is a line in there where the director calls Monica sassy and we both looked at each other like, uh, oh, just hell nah. like a sassy black woman right? <laughs> trying to get her to shut up when she's totally right. And then I did think it was interesting. There was a lot of um, conversation around the costuming in it which mm-hmm. I know I've talked about a lot before but I think it's hasn't been as recent but like in back when Bridget and I did the feminism of Star Wars I talked about that a lot about the importance of costuming and um Elizabeth Olsen was really vocal about she wanted the original scarlet witch outfit in there and that was in the the Halloween one but then at the end when she gets the new outfit and you see this big fight between her and Katherine Hahn in the air and they're so powerful that was cool to see two, yeah, to see these two women. And and Katherine Hahn, by the way, is also in Spider-Verse. And I kept being like, is she
1: <laughs> Oh yeah, she is. Is this a multiverse with her? <laughs> but she is Dr. Octopus, yeah, Dr. Octopus. I am having a moment because of James Bond and Octopussy and just oh. the sexism in that, that mm-hmm. I don't like that title in general. Sure. Whole different conversation. But yeah, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, well, that's what... Because why right when
0: all that happened when Evan Peters was on and then Spider-Man had just come out and they cast Alfred Molina to be in the new Spider-Man with Tom Holland. Right. And they already said it's a multiverse. And J.K. Simmons showed up in the last Spider-Man right. movie. And so that's why it was kind of like an extra layer of, well, wait, what's going on here? Because... um.
1: Are you doing a multiverse thing? Because you've already said you're doing that. But is Evan Peters part of that? <laughs> yeah. Who's doing this? Where is it coming from? And again, like, yeah, we, I think people were expecting Doctor Strange at one point because yeah. that is also a part of the comics. So this is how... Okay, I must ask. Because I'm, again, I'm, I'm a spectator. I feel uh, very much enjoying what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. How much disappointment do you have when it doesn't follow the script of the comics? And or are you glad it doesn't happen? I am actually really happy you asked
0: that (laughs) because uh, I have a lot of thoughts, but I try so hard not to be that person. I am not a really, I'm not a big protector of it's only this. And I'm going to be super disappointed because I just think that's not a fun way to be for you and for anybody else. But like, you're not going to enjoy things, especially in a huge sprawling universe like Marvel, like where one character could have had 15 different plot points at at some point. So I don't usually get mad at that as long as, and this can get really tricky in Marvel. If I feel like they get really far off what the, the heart of the character is, that's what bothers me. Yeah. Like if, if I can convince myself, oh, I think, you know, maybe this isn't what happened in the comic books, but I can see this character and their motivation doing this in this situation. So I'm not really um protective. And there are certain instances, like um, I think. The movies have done this really well, or they'll put in an Easter egg where maybe they didn't go that route that, that the comics did, but they'll make a, like a little wink of like if, for those in the know, though we know. And one example of that was the Captain America when he leaned in and said "Hell Hydra" right. in the elevator in Endgame, because in the comics he does get all t- twisted up with Hydra. Very unpopular plotline, though. So right, <laughs> thing I know people felt
1: some type of way. <laughs> And people yes. would feel some type of way, I think, if they actually put that on film. Oh, absolutely.
0: I mean, but that is the interesting thing. And we, we are planning on doing um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But that is the interesting thing kind of about that whole um, show. But one thing I noticed about this is there is a part of me that almost gets sad sometimes <laughs> that I know how things end. Yeah, And I don't want... I, I'm happy to see it play out and hear other people's excitement. But I think that's one of the reasons why I was talking to you about this, Samantha, where I felt like the show was overrated. Right. And I think part of that is I didn't have that same... I was kind of like, yep, this is how it goes. And they did they did things differently, too. Like, there were definitely surprises. But in general, I was like, yep, that's it. But also, I'm starting to think that my overrated is other people's normal, just because I'm super passionate about things. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> maybe. So I think like especially when it comes to like Marvel and Star Wars, I'm like up here all the time and I'm indicating like the ceiling. Yes. <laughs> that if I'm not like
1: up there then it, I think it's overrated. But I still like it. I mean, there's a reason why people want your opinions on this because they know you know. Right. Mhm. For sure. Yeah. And I no, I, I really think I like it. And I think it's one of those things like maybe even
0: if I watched it again and I didn't have, because that's another it, issue of when you have these expectations of how it's going to play out, because you have read stuff, comics or whatever, then you can get in your head about that. And I think they can distract you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, in general, I'm not protective. I think it's good to try new things as long as you don't go like way away from the heart of it. And I'm right. Yeah. And
1: again, yeah, I come from a person who only has watched the movies. story, Mm -hmm. And I've asked you about a few things and I will read about it, like the behind the scenes or other Mm -hmm. things that you should notice or here are the Easter eggs. Love that. Love that. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. So for me, like, again, I think Age of Ultron was one of the least liked movies of all time. I liked it. And I'm like, maybe it's because I don't quite grasp the level or the depth or how far they fell off of what was being done at that point Mm -hmm. in time. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it was a weird accent. I do have a thing about <laughs> that. I'm like, why do they have this accent? What is this accent? Why mm-hmm. does it keep going away? Which again, yep. I do love that they address that in I'm Like, what is with this stupid accent? <laughs> <Me> uh, <too>. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate that. But mm-hmm. like, I enjoy it for what it is and move on. Of course, I'm also mm-hmm. a big James Spader fan. I really hope he's not a creep. I haven't heard yeah. anything yet about him being a creep. So, mm-hmm. For now, I'll say that with that caveat. Yeah. So I enjoyed him playing Ultron yeah. uh, as a sarcastic, you know, nihilistic mm-hmm. self in general. So I, I love that in itself. But yeah, again, I come from a complete different view. Just entertain me and I'm just going to watch <laughs> it and moving on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I do think WandaVision uh,
0: tried something really interesting, like for a format of a show to be pretty weird. Mm -hmm. Where it's, yeah, got this kind of The Office themed episode and it's got sort of a full house and Brady Bunch themed episode. And I think that was really fun. And I think for a lot of people, that was really, really fun of like, oh, yeah, I remember that house or, you know, from my childhood. And I think that was, again, this is such a huge, profitable Disney owned universe. And I think there's a fear that Disney will be like, you can't try anything interesting anymore. Right. So I think that was really cool that they did that and it was really interesting. And I I think it worked really well and people really liked it. Um, and so far, Disney has been pretty willing for those experiments. But I remember when it first
1: came out, people were like, this
0: is weird. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I definitely was like, this is slow. What's happening?
0: Yeah, because it was so different than Marvel 1, but a lot of other... Shows in general, right?
1: I think it was also like the fact that it was uh, satirical, in mm-hmm. a way that you're like, yeah. when are we getting to the point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And two episodes seemed like a long time. Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. And then one, one other thing I really wanted to touch on is uh, we won't go into depth about this because we've talked about it a ton, but motherhood was a big part of this show too, right? Wanda's protective instincts and her desire for these children and to protect these children. So that's something we see again. I I feel like one of the areas the show fell down for me, which again, I really liked it, but I think I don't care about Vision. Aww. And I really didn't care about her kids.
1: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, and that's
0: that's just like the, it wasn't there, like the emotional. And I do think, because I was talking to someone else about this recently, and I do think it's a tough sell to suddenly be in one movie. Like, okay, Wanda and Vision are together and they're in love, like deeply in love. And you haven't seen any of that. And then right. in this, it's like, oh, here
1: are our kids, and so we're in love with them. And I am like, wait, what? <laughs> right. No, you're right. I feel like the original push for them to to be together felt so disingenuous. It was uh-huh. jarring. I think it's come to the point that we all have accepted it. We're like, okay, it's yeah. fine. We'll just keep going with it. Yeah. But isn't the next plot point for Wanda, these children? They're a big part of her story. And that was really funny when um,
0: one of my friends was like, uh, what did she say? Like, no way is she just gonna randomly get pregnant and give birth to two children, right? I just didn't say
1: anything. I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> I will say that. But again, a willing suspension of disbelief throughout all these movies. Oh, sure. Sure. I got no
0: problem with that. But I, and I think like all the actors did great as no shade to any of them. And uh, Elizabeth Olsen did a really great job of selling like, maybe I don't care so much about vision. In their relationship. But I believe that she does, and she's grieving, and it's very sad. Right. And like when her kids all disappear, it's very, very sad. But that was one of the areas too, because the whole premise of the show is kind of her grief about vision and her relationship with vision. So if I wasn't buying into that, I was kind of like, mm. right. I'm not feeling it as emotionally as I think I should be feeling it.
1: Right. I mean, again, when we talk about this, even Star Wars, there's a lot of times we're like, you just lost someone significant in your life, and you're like, uh, I'm sad. Moving on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, that is the to, big... To see someone who actually sits back and be like, no, this is tragic and I, affects yeah. how I think and how I feel and h- how I impact others. Again, we didn't talk about the trauma. And we talk about that. Like I know that's been a Twitter thing about, what about the townspeople? They kind of yeah. deserve oh, justice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> For sure. I know that's a great point because I feel like that's something... <laughs> Not to talk about this too much, but as someone who does read, like, books or comics or sort of this outside entertainment, like, I read the whole book about Luke Skywalker's trauma of PTSD. That's not in the movies, but it right. exists. Right. And, like, the comics and books. And the same is true with Marvel, for sure. Like, that stuff isn't necessarily made for a 20 to 30-minute show, weekly right. show on Disney+. Plus. I totally get it. But I do think that was one of my... That was one of the things that just didn't work for me personally. <laughs> and then, just to wrap it up, I, the ending, where um, Wanda learns about her magic, has this grieving moment. Let's go, accepts what's happened, or you know, at least isn't having a uh, false, perfect suburban town anymore. And she goes, and at least from the end credit scene, it seems to indicate she's really taking control of her own destiny and she's going to learn all about her powers and how to control them. And that was one of the biggest issues some people had with Endgame. Well, not one of the biggest, but she's technically like, what, if not the most powerful Avenger, she's up there. And um, so I feel like this is a real jumping off point for her characters. We'll see where it goes. Right. Well,
1: that has been
0: the first episode of Spoiled Thursdays.
1: We started off with, and we don't really have a structure to this. We're just going to talk. And I was like, oh, it's going to be a 30-minute episode. Here we go. You are absolutely correct. And we could keep going, but alas. Yes. Yes,
0: true. Alas. If you have any suggestions, listeners for what we should discuss on Spoiled Thursdays, please send them to us. We're so excited to hear from you. You can email us at Momstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast or on Instagram at Stuff I've Never Told You. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I've Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.